0: Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by co-hosts of the One Life Podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Hi, Brett. You doing
1: okay, Sarah? I'm doing great. Are you doing great? Really? Yeah. You um, describe yourself that way.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, good. It's been well, busy, but it's been good.
1: Okay. You know, same here. I've been a very busy week, but it had a good busy kind yeah. of thing. It's one
0: it's- of those where you feel like... Things are happening, and you're excited about what's coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I Which is kind thing. of the point of this podcast. It really is. I Way to get us purpose. back on track there. That's right. So, so I'm excited to be here because, especially today, as we are... Uh, have begun our Because series. And one of the things that we wanted to do is introduce our congregation to some of our worship leaders and, and talk about worship out of their world and their life. And uh, because the whole point of the series is to deepen our experience of worship and learn how to connect with God in a, in a richer way. And so we want to talk about worship from as many different angles as we can and just be open about it we want people to ask questions of you uh of, of the worship leaders and we have brad fleming with us today and uh he is one of our worship leaders and has been one for a pretty good while now brad about good 10 to have you years man. Now. has it been 10, 10, years, 10 years already 10 years. okay are you tired of
2: it yet not at all okay no, good okay that's a great answer I? Yeah. I might be getting too old for it some days when i I wonder oh, I'm like okay yeah. well if you're too
1: <laughs> old to lead worship I'm too old to be preaching but I, we're starting to feel that though you can the generational things happening and we're conscious of that everyone please just be warned of that but the the idea is just to bring uh like Brad has been doing this for 10 years he's people you've uh, he's someone you've seen on the platform and, and he's led our, our one life congregation a number of times in worship and so we want to talk about that his own experience of worship himself but also some things that he may suggest for everybody else. And Uh, we're just going to see how the conversation goes. And I think it'll be very helpful.
0: And I think what's cool too is when we talk in these conversations, we're talking to people who have been a part of um, worship, obviously, but also just community. So being part of different teams Mm and different locations, I think you've led at every campus, uh, one life campus, and just being a part of also our broadcast. And we were exploring what Mm -hmm. that looks like and how to create it. And even, I think we did a couple um, uh, that were just online only. And so Brad's been a part of a lot of, just the things oh, that's that we're true. So pretty much lead everything
1: we've done ways, plus projects so. and everything else so yeah, yeah absolutely so it, tell us a little bit about your story of how you even got into the whole worship leading thing where did that come from
2: well i was at a uh, smaller church um and it was one of those things where um i was just out worshiping in the crowd and then uh somebody was like hey i heard you heard you sing and uh they asked if I would sing, uh, I can only imagine, remember the old oh, song? Oh, of course, yeah, just, yeah, we all heard it you yeah, know, several yeah. times a day there for a while. Exactly, yeah, yeah it was on all the time. And it was At the time, it was one of my favorite songs, and um, uh, so they came up and asked, hey, you mind singing this for the congregation? I did, and it was amazing. I, I, I just, I just love the song, and I love um, the way God brought it to the world, you know, like he did when it was on the radio all the time. Um, and then... Uh, the worship leader at that church ended up stepping down and they asked if I could fill in for a couple of weeks Well, that couple of weeks ended up being about eight months. <laughs> um, but it was, it was a, a type of music that I wasn't necessarily comfortable leading. Um, uh, and so I did end up stepping away after eight months of doing it. But, um, but I felt, um, God was calling me to do it, but not necessarily in that, in uh, those restraints that I had before, and then um, we started coming to one life, and I really uh, just enjoyed the freedom of just how f- how extravagant, I guess is probably the best word. We use that a lot, but yeah. how extravagant the worship was here and just the freedom uh, to just you know sing out and praise and uh, give everything that we have and worship to God. And so for about a year and a half, yeah, i I worked to try to get on one of the teams, and finally I did oh it took it a year and a half huh? It took about uh-huh. a year and a half. oh no, I didn't realize that yeah. I did, okay I, you're sorry is, no it was well, it wasn't my fault I didn't have anything to yeah. do with it yeah. i uh, i was I was uh, on one of the stage teams in the back with the kids, so uh it took me a while to kind of oh, get right. over you came some kids ministry. that's yeah. right I remembering that now yeah. uh it took me a while to get over some stage fright and things like that I think yeah. that God was yeah using that to to form me uh to be a little bit more prepared i think for. The the main group worship times. So. How
0: long have you like been a part of music in general? I mean, before even just stepping into this side yeah, of it,
2: I have a kind of a weird story with that. My, um, I never, I never sang in front of anybody until I was probably twenty eight years old. Really? And um, I spent my whole life playing football, um, and never like singing never crossed my mind. I was sing in the car. There was no <laughs> way I had the confidence to sing in front of anybody though, and so. Um, I'll tell you the story where it's, 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 it wasn't church. It was, uh, um, I it was, it might be a really good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was, it was, I was down on Bourbon street with, uh, some friends on a bachelor party Oh no! at 11 o'clock in the after, or we were right before noon. And, um, we were at a place called Cats me out. It's a little like karaoke place. And they're like, Hey, let's sing. And so I got up and sang a song, a James Brown song. And people were like, "Oh man, you're really good!" Yeah. And so, like as the day progressed, I would get up a few other times, and so ended up singing Bon Jovi and all the great songs. Oh, and nice. It was just like a pretty cool response. And I was like, "I never thought, I never thought anybody would want to hear me sing," you know. And yeah, then, right. okay, um, then I started doing it a lot after that. But that I do want to hear started. you
1: sing James Brown. That's what I want. It was hear. good. That's, uh, that's, uh, of <laughs> all the James preludes Brown. and the uh, and all that, I don't know that we've ever done a James Brown one. Which one I did was a little it? Little Richard. There? Oh yeah, you, you did. did a Richard? Richard? really yeah,
0: I did. It's funny, you know. It's like I think there's times when we've done projects, and we say projects here. They probably have different names now. I don't know. We call oh. those explore editions and right. different ideas. But I think there's songs that would come up, and we're like, oh yeah, we should do that because Brad could sing it. Like those uh, oh, are yeah. almost yeah, like it's almost like you think of things that would be great because we know that Brad could like just crush it. So uh,
1: absolutely, because uh, Brad's thing has been, and and if you don't, if you're not familiar with who he is, his band is the one that has has Stuck with kind of the good old fashioned rock and roll kind of. Yeah. I don't want to say garage band because it's not it's not that level of skill, but it's it's the ones that it is the ACDCs and the yeah. uh, you know Def Leppard's or whatever else that it's the stuff I kind of grew to. up on. Yeah, that's know? right. And then it, you're in a lot of '90s stuff, weren't you? It was kind of a lot of
2: '90s Soundgarden and all those. And yeah, that was my favorite. Like Chris Cornell is my yeah. favorite vocalist yeah. of all time. So yeah,
1: so. And
2: they've stuck with that and kept doing they the did. preludes,
1: even though a lot of preludes don't get done anymore, mm-hmm. except by his team. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but, a lot of but if people somebody has
2: something cool, they're like, hey, yeah. can you guys do this one? I'm like, oh, yeah, we yeah, could probably absolutely. pull that off.
1: But you know, to that point, I, for a long time, people could tell me, new people to our church and people that came in could tell me what song was being played when they walked in. That was just a very common thing. But I, mean, I came in the first Sunday, it was a Tom Petty song, and, and they identified it with it in a huge way. And that's one of the reasons we did it. There's a number of reasons we always did that, but it was just to kind of lower barriers. But Brad's team has always been kind of the kings of the... We still love it. The, We're still, <laughs> doing it. We're still <laughs> oh, <no>. holding on. <laughs> and recently they let me play bass, and we played an Iron Maiden song. And yes, really? I did enjoy it. I did, yes. Uh, I should have come over Maiden for that one. You should have. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't played the Ironman stuff in a long time. It was great. It was challenging. It was fun. It was good. It was a good time. So, um, uh, now when, when it comes, so you've been leading for, for 10 years now. And so you have had a lot of experience and you have been the guy that's kind of been to all the different campuses and participated in a lot of the, the kinds of things. So, um, let me, let me ask you a simple thing. Like, do you have a pet peeve hmm. when it comes to worship leading? Is there something, you, know, you be honest, I mean, like, like uh, you used to do a stage fright thing, got over mm-hmm. that, but did you have something that just always. Like from a has, personal level or from. How, whichever, personal level or just as you've been leading
2: worship, has there been something that kind of annoyed you? From the platform, <laughs> not as much just because, right. you know, I kind of I pick, I kind of pray through and get to, you know, have some say so in what the songs are going to be. So there's nothing that really kind of, um, that I don't that I'm not okay with when I'm up there. But um, just in general, like if I don't, if I don't know the song and it's a hard song to, to really kind of grasp, it almost takes away from the worshipfulness, if that's a word for me, if I can't, if I can't participate in it, if that makes sense.
1: Right. So the song Um, has to, you have to have a personal connection with the song first before you
2: for me to really be able to open up, and even if it's a song I've never heard before, but it's just a song that really speaks to the heart of worship, I can you know, I can get in on that, on like the second verse or something like right. that. But if it's just com- about something completely not worshiping Christ, it just pulls me away from it.
1: Uh, I see. So is there a process that you go through? to select songs as a worship leader? I yes. mean, what does that look like for you? Because I'm sure a lot of people stand out in the, in the, in the crowd and they, they have certain songs they like, certain songs that not so much and all that. They probably wonder mm-hmm. why.
2: Where'd this come us, from? A, yeah, yeah, Give us a
1: little picture of why you do what you do.
2: So um, for me, having an idea what the message is going to be about. So about, I don't know, probably eight years ago, I started trying to connect the um, the songs to what the message is going to be. So if it's, you know, something about, um, you know, the, the greatness of God, then of course you pick songs that, you know, kind of speak right. to that. Uh, if it's like we had one a um, couple, couple of months ago where it was talking about um, uh, just, you know, th- how good God is and how he always provides. And, um, you know, the story of uh, Abraham and Isaac was there. And so I never sang the song Jira but that's what that song is really all about so we we tried to come up with um like our own version of that song because it really spoke to that moment in the right. in the message
1: so and then people and that's I think that's a good thing for people to know because you may not notice if you're out in in the congregation you may not notice that this fits with what comes later because you maybe are not paying attention at yeah. that point but uh mm-hmm. like the song gyra is a little unusual i mean it's Very. it's different it's it's got kind of a different vibe but it was picked, not because we wanted to throw an unusual song at you or one that was popular on the radio. It was more—it was first anyway, one that was driven by the subject matter. Exactly. I and mean, not a lot of people know that I don't think, uh, or or have paid much attention. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if they ever make the connection. That's what I always wonder. Like when we play Gyra and then Brett said this. Did, did that resonate? I so, always wonder that. And
2: I don't know if I'm weird with this or not, but if when I'm sitting out in the congregation and. Like even when the message starts, song lyrics are still going through my head. And so when you'll say something from the platform during the message, then it you know, a lot of times it pops in my head and I'm like, Oh, we just kinda sing about that. And then I'm you know, honestly it gets distracting because I'm sitting there singing the song in my head while you're talking. And so I'm like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, well hopefully not everybody's doing that. Hopefully you (laughs) are
1: the weird guy. That's not Yeah,
2: pay attention, right?
1: Kind of really in the, the the zone with that. So Yeah, that, that makes sense. But that's, that's, that's helpful. Um,
0: when, when you're thinking about songs, so you mentioned like, uh, for you, you really want to connect with the song. Mm -hmm. Like when you're thinking about, we we asked the question, like, you know, is there something that really bugs you? Like you really want to connect with the song. Are there any that come to mind? Um, even right now that lately you've like, man, this one really, um, impacted my life or impacted something going on with someone else on my team. And this one's why we did that song.
2: Yeah. Um. It's actually on the set uh, coming up this week. It's too good to not believe. Um, And it was one that I'd heard before, and I never really thought about putting it on a set until someone kind of talked about their story of how, um, you know, they were, it was Chad actually, but he was talking about how, you know, they were praying for God to do miracles right now. And he was seeing God do miracles right now as we speak uh, in this family and it just really struck me like that's the God that we serve is one who is for us. And, um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't answer every prayer with a yes, Mm -hmm. you know, that we have. Um, but he is a God that loves us and he wants what's best for us. And to be able to, to lead a song like that, um, it's just, it's, it was one, when I, when I first heard it, it really hit me emotionally. Um, and not all of all the songs that we choose do that, but this one did, and so I knew I wanted to to not only, not only have it for that Sunday where we were talking about that, but for several Sundays. You know, I wanted to make sure that that was part of our of our worship experience going forward for a while. Yeah.
1: And you've had experiences like this, and one of the one of the concerns during the series is I, I kind of want to connect with people that maybe struggle with the whole worship thing, they know, know, churches all over the world for millennia have sang before the message, and and, and I know in my own life, that's what you did, you sang, and you hope that they didn't sing all the verses in the hymn, you know, (laughs) please have a skip to the last one, You, Mm -hmm. you go through all that, but it was just songs, and you do that, but there came a moment in my life where all of a sudden it went from that to, I want this, I need this, this is a time that has a special quality to me, and worship was real. Did you have a moment like that? Was it at the time that you were telling about earlier, or was there kind of a moment back there that you could?
2: There was. Relate? There were a couple of different, um, a couple of different moments that are really kind of, I don't know, progressed is the right word, but kind of pushed me deeper into my worship. Um, the I remember the first time I ever raised my hands in worship, like you know, like growing up Southern Baptist. You know, we, we kind of kept everything pretty pretty close, you know, close to the vest. There wasn't right. much dancing around. There wasn't. <laughs> like, like, like literally, yeah. Yeah, very much so. And um, uh, I, I remember the same thing, the hymns that my grandparents would sing. And, you know, they were the ones that introduced me to to who God was to begin with. Is sitting next to them at church singing the hymns. And, you know, my grandmother knew every verse. You know, she had it memorized. It didn't matter how deep into that hymnal you went. She knew every verse. But she would always follow along with her finger let me sing, sing along, but it was almost like I still love a lot of the songs, but they didn't resonate with me. Like the words, uh, as a 10 year old kid didn't sink in like some of the newer stuff does. But I remember, uh, it was a, it was either a project or a because, um, at the victory theater, uh, right before I became, um, uh, before I got on a worship team here and the song was, um, with everything. And I remember just being there at the Victory Theater and seeing um, just the whole church. You know, we we had all gotten together, and 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 there was that feeling of us all, you know, giving all that we had to worship our God. And those are the words of the song, the way it hits me, It's still I still hear that song. That's one that still can bring me to tears when I hear it. Is is just you know, with everything, I'm here to worship you and um it was almost like the chains were f- were broken you know I was I was free to raise my hand to worship worship god um in a more extravagant way and, and that was uh, the first time you had ever That's done the that? first time I would ever oh, raised is that my right? hands wow. and, and out of a cause out of a oh, cause you know. yeah. oh. we're doing one hey coming up right that's right. we are, we are. <laughs> that's the
1: plan that's right this could be your turn
2: yeah but
1: uh you know it, and so I, I kind of have a lot of compassion for people who struggle with that, quite honestly, because I experienced it myself, but now I don't. And I, I think people will watch me and say, oh, you know, you're obviously free and all that. So is there anything that you would coach someone on or uh, who maybe has a little bit of that struggle, whether it's mm-hmm. from their Southern Baptist background or whatever it is, is there any kind of guidance you would give to somebody just to encourage them along the way?
2: Um, yeah, I think so. With me, it was one of those... I didn't know, I didn't know about, it. you know, I didn't, I didn't know why people raised their hands. I didn't know that that was, that was like a, a I guess a deeper, that you, that can bring you into anyway a deeper sense of worship and a different connection with God. And the way I kind of equate it myself, um, and I think I've said this from the platform before, it's like, like when you have your child and they're running up to you at two years old, and they're reaching up, you know, daddy, daddy, carry me, daddy. Like, to me, even, like, th- that's the idea, this just freedom of, God, I'm yours. Like, whatever it is that I'm going through, I know you're going to carry me through this. And there's there's such a, there's such a, almost like a cool cord you have to check at the door. And Randy Privett actually told me this years ago with kids. He's like, when you're up there, you've got to check your cool card at the door and just give it everything you got <laughs> sure. talking about, you know, being on, uh, on the stage with the oh kids. yeah, stage and the kids. Yeah. And so that's something that I carried with me, you know, even, uh, to the worship stage is that, you know, like me holding back isn't doing myself any good and it's not doing anybody else any good. It's actually keeping me from being able to have a closer relationship with Christ, which is ultimately the, the goal is yeah. to, to to step out. So if anything, it's probably check your cool card at the door. <laughs> <We're> gonna, <laughs> it's going to steal good. from that, you. Yeah, that's that's from really Queen good. Pril. I
1: like that. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And I love
0: that it's something that you learned in another kind of even area, a church, you know, and and with kids ministry, we think of, um, you know, we say for our next generation that they're worshipers now. And like that's true then. And it's true even as you're leading in kids ministry. And we think about worship and because even with that, but also uh, as they move into, what we, you know, a, a different uh, space with us adults, you know, on a Sunday morning as well. It's like those are the same worshipers, and they're worshipers now too. Yeah.
1: So what would you um, – great coaching, by the way. I think that's a good sound bite. Oh, to just remember to check. Uh, but I already gave up my cool card years ago anyway, so it's been I gone for confirm. a long time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, what do you wish people in the congregation – knew about what it's from everything for what it's like to lead worship to what the teams are like what do you wish they could know and understand so i guess that relationship between congregation and team and you mm-hmm. were deepened
2: i think more than anything is just the heart of worship that you have to have not just to be on a worship team i think um but to be frontline or to be you know on a prayer team for the campuses to have prayer teams like um, you you give so much of yourself and it's not for the show. It's not to, you know, I know John's on my team. He's a guitarist and he always looks super cool up there. You know, he's playing his, he you know, his guitar riff. He does, yeah, right? Yeah, he like, does. He's got the look on his face, but he's doing it to worship God. He's not doing it to look cool, you know, even though I think he does look cool. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh man, that'd be so cool to be able to play that guitar riff. But, but his heart is one that wants to worship God and wants to chase after God and to to allow God to use him and his abilities to make God's name known. You know, it's, right. um, it's not about a show. It's about, you know, just giving everything that we have to, to make sure that that at the end of the day, like we can say, God, it's like, I gave everything I had today to make mm-hmm. your name known, you know? Yeah,
1: I gave you everything I had. You know, and speaking of John, this is a good example of I did ask him one time to open a thing. I wanted him to open with a solo. I said, just go up there and play a solo. And, and, and he got real uncomfortable with that. He was like, I don't know about that. I wanted him to do it. I was encouraging him to do it. But it was because of that. He said, I don't want to go up there and kind of. And he can play very flashy and all. And we want him to. We actually encourage him to do that. And once he's in before the Lord. He feels the freedom to do that. And that's uh, that's why you will, uh, what I want people in our congregation to know is, is that we encourage musicians to do that because it is an expression, the Bible says, play skillfully. And so we want them to play fully who they are yeah. instead of holding back because they're in a church. But you do need to know that they also, at the same time, deal with this tension of, I don't want to show, I don't want this to be about me. I, I want it to be something that is, is glorifying God. And so, uh, they do, they're very conscious of that. We've had conversations about those things before yeah. and that's, and that's what people do need to know. So.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I love the idea you're talking about, uh, people in your team, like in a song has really connected with them. And so it's something you do on, uh, something you'll end up taking on for a Sunday morning and, So tell me a little bit about like what it's like being on a team. So uh, you're leading that team. Mm. um, And I know that takes on different um, things in itself, but also just being a part of a community of people. Um, I know there's some weeks you guys just gather around and you're praying together and you're spending time together in each other's lives. And then um, all of that's in preparation for an opportunity to worship with our congregation on a Sunday morning. What's that been like just being a part of a team?
2: So it's, it's, I think there's kind of two different parts of that. Uh, obviously over 10 years I've been on a lot of teams and um, there are teams that you really connect with and friends that you make forever that, um, you know, whether they, you know, eight years ago, they don't go to church here anymore. They, you know, they move away. You still are connected in a way because, you know, you gave a part of your life to Christ. I gave a part of my life to Christ that we were able to do this together and to serve together. And so I think it kind of bonds you in that way. But there is a huge difference between kind of the, the pressures of leading a team and just kind of being on the team. I remember I was on Lindy's team when I first started and like, it was so easy. He just kind of, (laughs) you just show show up. up. Yeah. Especially if you're a vocalist, you show up, (laughs) she's got everything prepared. She's, you know, she knows what the message is going to be and she's such a good teacher anyway. And, um, but I remember when she was the leader, I was thinking, I think I can do that. You know, I think I can, you know, eventually go out and and um, lead a team myself. And then it happened and I was like, oh man, it was like almost like drinking from a water hose. You're like, <laughs> there's so much stuff that goes into it that I didn't realize went into it. It was, it's not just choosing songs and that part, it's the the connection to a team and making sure that, um, that spiritually everybody's in a good place because, yeah. you know, that's, 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 um, That's, that's one of the things that is out of my comfort zone. Like I'm not the type of person that's going to be like, Oh, Hey, this is what I learned today. And I'm going to teach you all about, (laughs) you know, what I learned. That's that part had to, you know, had to come over time and still I'm not super comfortable doing it. But if somebody, you know, that's part of it, you know, is, is just, you know, being in people's lives and making sure that, that, uh, you let them know you love them constantly, you know, like you can't, let a day go by that you know, somebody <laughs> thinks they're, they're yeah. unappreciated. Well, so, absolutely. Yeah. No,
1: I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I would want the congregation to know is that we say this about we want people to be in groups and teams because they help they help one another trust and follow Jesus, and that's the objective. And we talk all the time about we never want a sound man on a team just to be a sound man for a team where he's back there, you know, turning knobs. That his experience there is uh, something where he's with other people, he gets to love other people, he gets to be challenged by them, and he's walking with them, and it's an actual discipleship experience because yeah. that's part of the discipleship plan around here, and that really does happen. And you feel the burden as the leader; you're the one that's got to make sure that that's a reality rather than just kind of a theory. Yeah. So uh,
2: I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought that up, and I hope people do know that. Yeah, and to that point, I think um, it's easy to look at like the person singing. And thinking, oh yeah, that's that guy's worshiping up there, but like everything that everybody does, like whether it's you know working lights, that's your that's your worship, that's your um, that's your gift, I guess, to say to God of hey, you know this is I can't sing, but I know what a, you know the lights are supposed to do, or I know how it's supposed to sound, and I can adjust that, and it goes from every person that's serving in a church. You know, you're we're all serving, we're all worshiping in our own way you know and it's not just you know the guy up there singing you know yeah exactly but
1: I and I will say that I've said this in a number of settings that I, I was a worship leader for a while I know no one ever believes me when I say that but I was actually the worship there's pastor of a church yeah. I think there, well, I'm sure <laughs> there are uh, it will service but I learned that worship leading is harder than preaching and the reason I say that is because when you're preaching, you're soloing in the end. I mean, you have a team behind you, but if you mess up, you're the one that has to correct it. You just kind of do it on your own. But when you're leading worship, all kinds of moving parts are going on behind you. And so if you get lost or you, I mean, it's a train wreck that you can hear going on everywhere. And the pressure is immense. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it, it, cause I had preached before and then I started doing the worship leading thing. And I kind of wanted to get back to the preaching thing. <laughs> Man, this is, this is a heavy weight going on with this deal. This is hard. Yeah. So I appreciate you stepping up and being willing to do that. And, he, and Brad does it as a volunteer as well. I mean, this is something, you know, you've got other things going on in your life and all that. So
0: I have a question then that kind of stems off of that. And I'm thinking about this. I've been thinking about this for people at our church and people in, in the Church of Evansville and um, Henderson area. Like just, so you're leading a group of people. And obviously I know that you guys get to pour into each other's lives. But who helps like, kind of lead you? Like where does... Where does, um, kind of soul care come for you? If you're providing that for team members, mm-hmm. where does that come for you?
2: Um, definitely. I like the way that that's part of the thing with, with having a leader is that, you know, all that doesn't fall on you. So you're know, definitely having Lindy available, having Brad available. I had a, a situation that came up a couple months back that I was just like, I need guidance here. Like I need, I need some help. And so I knew kind of who to call and who to, who to talk to on that, um, uh, but with that, you know, I, as far as leading worship, I do, I, I do watch some, some online stuff. There's John Gray's a pastor. Not that I don't always love watching Brett's messages because I <laughs> absolutely do. You got to add that; that's very I important. I got, this yeah, is, absolutely. This footnote here, <laughs>
1: asterisk by your comment.
2: Yeah, but I, I do, you know, during the week, sure. especially like when I'm driving around, I have long days, um, yeah. windshield time, so I'm able to turn on a message from John Gray or you know, other pastors out there or other, um, even worship leaders, like I'll just kind of put it on YouTube and have, you know, I don't know, some song that we're playing and then the next song, it always kind of, so it kind of gives me ideas on um, new worship songs plus, you know, kind of feeling other people's, um, um, almost like their explanations of the songs and, and the way that they're able to set up these songs. So, yeah, a lot of it's to do with YouTube and it's not... A planned thing. It's just, hey, this came up. Oh, I really like this song.
0: Something I heard on a podcast last week that I was listening to and they were talking about um, for the most part, people aren't going to come to a church building as much as we want them to. They're not going to come for content anymore. Um, and that's not a dig, it gets, it you bread at all, but it's like, they're not necessarily coming because like what you're saying, like I can go and I can listen to something here or I can listen to one life online. So I may not need to come to the building to listen to one life. But what I don't get is the opportunity to stand in a room with people and sing together, Mm -hmm. to pray together, to talk to people, to share in each other's joys and laments and burdens, but also just an opportunity to just be in proximity with other people worshiping God. And I think that's what you do a great job of leading us in, Brad. And I'm thankful for that. Thank you for Thank doing this for so long. And um, and so we think about, you know, there's a lot of things that come t- into part of that. But really, it's just being community worshiping together. And so we get to do that Absolutely.
1: Together. You know, it's a it's a great point. And I don't take complete offense to yeah, it. Yeah, I know. know. So, but it, it really, I wish people did know that, that I realize that you can get content wherever. And you get a lot better content. There's a lot, there's preachers all over the world. But that really isn't the thing. It, it is about being a part of a community of people that you're doing life with and you are singing together and we're praying together and doing life together. And that is what the preaching is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what it's driving you towards. So uh, that's why I, I'm all about, you know, watching things on YouTube and everything else. We're doing that more. Yeah. But I would never want people to ever lose that whole thing where you show up in a place where you can cuz that's not repeatable anywhere else. Uh, singing yeah. in your car is one thing, but singing together with the crowd
2: like at a because or whatever yeah. else is is another. I think um COVID taught us that. <laughs> yeah, you better else, believe. You it. Know, totally sitting yeah. at home for that long. Yeah, I could sit at home and I
1: can get the content, but somehow it's You're not You're not connected. Yeah, not yeah. at all. Yeah. We have
0: a lot of, you know, gratefulness for the opportunity to still be connected in some way, but it's not the same, you know. And no, we all, all we're all yeah. none of us want that forever. Um and so it's like when you see someone who has maybe not attended church for a while and they come back in for the first time, you can almost see it. Like they're just like refreshed or just mm-hmm. like a remembrance that they're not alone in this and they yeah. just got to experience it. Yeah. This mattered others. more
1: than I thought. Yeah. I mean, you, Cause you take it for granted Forget if you go week after week after week, but, yeah. uh, but uh if you take it out of your life, it'll, you'll feel that mm. hole somewhere. Sure. So, well, thank you, Brad, very much for, yeah. I got one more question before we go. Yeah. Uh-oh. Got any embarrassing moments or anything that ever happened to you up there? Mm. <laughs>
2: Embarrassing moments.
1: If not, you you're, you know, you're blessed. I know I've I've, I've had a Anything lot. You
2: talk about, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's not a yes <laughs> or no question. It was okay, but maybe you need to leave it there. You, no, you, no, it was. Yeah. So it was. This was. I was over in Henderson, and um, uh, the the, the team actually. Even if like there are a couple of people that don't even go to One Life anymore. When I see them, they kind of they kind of razz me about this thing that I said one time up there and I was setting up a song I don't remember what song it was but I was the the purpose of what I was saying was that it doesn't matter like who you are like God loves you and God's for you and you know it doesn't matter you know if you (laughs) I ended up saying if you have like you know, the coolest spot up here, you know, talking on the microphone. Like, I didn't mean it the way it came out. It okay, like, like, oh, okay. If, if, cool if you could be like
1: me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not how I meant it. But the way it came out was, it doesn't matter if you're sitting in the back, you know, like not paying attention or if you're, you're up here with the microphone, you could, you know, have the coolest job in the whole place. It's just... <laughs> and then everybody just, like on the team, just kind of looked over me like, <laughs> like what, what are you saying? Yeah, <laughs> what well, so, in the world? Okay, yeah. yeah. But that illustrates the point that worship
1: leading can be harder because you're not only singing, you're all responsible for musicians and everything. You have to play the miniature preacher in between songs and all that. And we've all got stories and when we said something <laughs> just kind of bonehead or weird or came out wrong and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. but thanks for sharing that. I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. bro. when is the Because event coming up?
1: Uh, the because event is september 23rd and 24th we're going to do a saturday night sunday morning uh at our east campus and there's lots of reasons for that we've done them in larger venues in the past but this time uh it's an expense thing but also kind of a community thing and everything else so uh but plan on doing that we want to do a saturday night because we wanted people who serve on sunday mornings to make sure they were able to attend one so great idea thanks yeah it's gonna be awesome my idea but thank you I'll take credit.
0: Okay, Brad. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for sharing more about okay. kind of your experience and worship, and uh, thank you for leading. And excited to to be a part of what happens next. My pleasure, Brad. It's great to me see on, you. Yeah.
1: Hey, it's great to to see you too. Do you really mean that? I do. I mean, I look forward to to it
0: every once in a while when we record podcasts. (laughs) Every once in a while. (laughs) When we record podcasts, we just don't record them as often as we used to. So thank you guys so much again for listening. Again, you can email us if you have any questions or any thoughts or anything about worship. Email us at podcast at onelifechurch.org. Again, you can find all of our services at onelifechurch.org or just search for One Life Church on YouTube. We've got a lot of new content on YouTube, a lot of stuff happening there, and also on TikTok. On TikTok. A lot of stuff on TikTok. OneLife.Church, I believe, on TikTok. So thanks so much for listening.